0: help it I know you felt it Green and white White and green Who are, Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right Celtics fans We are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap The Celtics squeeze out a victory 121-118 uh, I'm your host, Guy DePosito By the way This was as ugly of a, a win as we it been in a very long time, but as I've said on Twitter, as I've said on the Facebook page, a win is a win. Uh, the Celtics somehow pulled it off and honestly didn't think they deserved this one, uh, but here we are. The Celtics are now winners of eight straight games, finally beat Golden State Warriors this season, uh, Reversed the curse, hopefully. Uh, but we're going to dive into today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game run through some of the highs, some of the lows. Uh, It was a lot of both of them. Uh, But to get things started off off here, I want to give player of the game to Al Horford. This guy just hit clutch basket after clutch basket, played really well on the defensive end. Uh, It was just, it was an Al Horford game. Big Al showed up up when they needed him most. Uh, He started this game off. This was a game where Golden State went small. This was, you know, it was Draymond starting at the five, Wiggins, Curry, Thompson, Poole, small lineup, right? Celtics for the first time this season went with our last year starting lineup with double big. So we got to see Time Lord and Horford alongside JB, who had obviously been hurt the last couple of games. And Al Horford was bodying guys. He was bodying Wiggins down low. He had a lot of offensive rebounds, putbacks. Al Horford was doing everything tonight. Total stat line, 20 points, 10 rebounds. Nice double-double for him. 8 of 13 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, including a huge, huge 3 from Tatum to make it 104-103. And then a huge 3 to go up, 115-111 in overtime as well. So Al Horford tonight really stepped up and played one of the better games that we've seen from him all season long. And you love to see it. There was a point in this game where the only two players that were doing anything were Al Horford and Time Lord. Those are those are the only two through, that had a very good game throughout. Right? We saw really bad stretches of Jason Tatum. We saw really good stretches of Jason Tatum. We saw really terrible stretches of Jalen Brown in very good stretches of Jalen Brown as well. So this is a very frustrating game, but the two constants throughout Al Horford and Robert Williams time Lord, end of the night, 14 points, 11 rebounds, another double, double. There's a little bit of a, a streak going on there. Uh, 14 points, 11 rebounds, seven offensive rebounds for Robert Williams, seven. And the amount of second-chance points this guy created is just off the charts. He was the only reason that the Celtics were even in this game, in that second-to-third-quarter range, because constantly guys were throwing up bricks, and he came in and saved the day with either a putback or a tip-out giving the Celtics an extra possession. This was a really, really good performance for Robert Williams. Uh, really through and through. Had a bunch of alley-oops. Again, a lot of putbacks. The guy was just unstoppable on the offensive glass. They had Draymond Green uh, mic'd up in this one, and during one of the commercial breaks, they panned over to him, and even he said it. The only thing that that was keeping the Celtics alive in this game was the offensive rebounding, and the majority of it came from Robert Williams. I mean, you look, this is a really good offensive rebounding day for the team. Every single person in the starting lineup had at least one. And then Grant and Malcolm Brogdon, both off the bench, had two. So really just super efficient on the rebounding side of the ball. Uh, but it really started at the top with Robert Williams in his seven today. Uh, so really solid game from him overall. Uh, but you got to look at some of the other guys here. I thought Marcus Smart. Played really well throughout most of this game. And a lot of people are going to jump on me for this. The very end of the game in overtime where he threw the ball away once and then almost did it immediately after was a terrible stretch of play. I will absolutely own up to that. I will say that it's a horrible, horrible 30 seconds for Marcus Smart. That game should have been wrapped absolutely over. And Marcus Smart really gave them life. Uh, hate to see it. Jalen Brown really saved the day with an unbelievable save, jumping out of bounds, tips it over to Jason Tatum, and we end up icing the game there. But that was real ugly for a second. Uh, so really, it's a overall, it's a really good game for Smart. I don't want those last thirty seconds. To wash out everybody's memory of what he did throughout this game because he was one of the more consistent guys in this as well. You know, he had the strong take to start the game. He had a three from Tatum over Wiggins. He had a, a couple of huge plays, nice transition block on pool. Jordan Poole, I feel like, got blocked seven times today. I really want to go find the stat at some point because it was just nonstop transition block transition block transition block i think it happened 3 times just in transition so it really solid overall game from Marcus Smart it's not just the defensive end but on the offensive side of things he hit a couple of huge shots in this one he had a big pull up 3 over the tane screen but he also had the Huge drum as well. He kind of comes off into the right gear. So Marcus Smart, obviously we know what he's giving you on the defensive end. But offensively, he was solid tonight. He ended the night, 18 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, and a block. And the shooting was fine. 7 of 16, solid, I guess. It's, it's not great, but it's fine. But 3 of 6 from 3. So people – obviously you want to go out and say that he's the worst shooter that's ever played in the history of the NBA. And that's just not, it's not true. Like, frankly, it's just not. Uh, But tonight he hit a couple of huge shots. Uh, So you got to give him some credit for that. But we also saw, you know, outside of, and I'll, I'll I'll talk about the Jays because they had very conflicting games throughout. Uh, But outside of that, we also saw a pretty solid performance from both Brogdon and white and It's funny because you look at the stat sheet for both of them, it doesn't really look great. But you look at the plus-minus numbers, the Celtics played significantly better when they were out there, and specifically Brogdon. He led the team with a plus-11 today. 14 points, seven rebounds, two assists to steal, a block. Shooting was tough, right? Five of 15 from the field. However, it was three of eight from three, which is solid, right? free throw. One of three, terrible, right? So the shooting wasn't there, but he's impacting the games. He's another one that had two huge offensive rebounds. One was an and one putback, another was just a putback, right? So Malcolm Brogdon stepped up, played huge. Derek White, 0 of six from the field, 0 of three from three, ended with one point, three assists and a steal. No turnovers, but Derek White defensively, made some monster plays and it wasn't it wasn't a game where you saw a ton of time only played 17 minutes in this one and frankly I think it was because the, the shooting just wasn't there. but you talk about a couple of just unreal defensive plays. he was there like he had another great block in this one uh, actually I guess they credited him for a steal not a block but a couple of really solid solid defensive plays from Derek White. Again, not a great game. I'm not going to sit here and argue that, but it was serviceable. It was good. It was fine. Uh, But the other two guys that you got to kind of talk about here is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And again, this is a conflicting game from them because overall, they both shot horribly. Jason Tatum turned the ball over a million times. Uh, So we'll talk about both of those. We'll talk about both of these players in both halves here. But to talk about some of the positives from Jason Tatum, he played 48 minutes in this one. And the Celtics needed every single minute of that. The turnovers were bad. Again, we'll talk on that. But he ended the night with 34 points, 19 rebounds. Jason Tatum was doing everything in this one. Six assists, three steals. Defensively, he missed a couple of really just he had a couple of bad possessions defensively, uh, but offensively like just a monster monster third quarter for him, uh, where, you know, he had eight points, eight points at the third and that's him sitting out like a good portion of it. So this is Jason Tatum stepping up and playing some huge minutes, uh, and giving the Celtics what they needed because this wasn't a really good game through and through. But you want to talk about one guy that was super like aggressive getting downhill? It was Jason Tatum. Nobody else, really. J- Jalen Brown got to the free throw line six times. He was three of six. Jason Tatum got to the free throw line 12 times. That's where the bulk of his scoring came from today. 12 of 12 from the free throw line. So Jason Tatum, while the shooting was not there, he was nine of 27 from the field, which is terrible. 33% four of 13 from three. Again, not very good. This guy continued to drive. And he was the reason that the Celtics got into the penalty so early. It's because he was so aggressive getting downhill and giving the Celtics a chance because these free throws were huge. And frankly, like they talked about on the broadcast, we're one of the best free throw shooting teams in the NBA. We missed eight of them tonight. Not what you want to see. Uh, But again, we'll touch on that in the second half. Overall, though, you look at these guys and they stepped up when they needed to. Jalen Brown's another one. Jalen Brown, at the end of the third quarter, he had he had 4 points he had 4 points on 1 of 9 from the field 1 of 9 from the field he ended the night 16 points so added in 12 points in fourth quarter and overtime and he ended the night 6 of 18 so that's 5 of 9 from the field in fourth quarter and overtime those are really solid numbers right and he also had clay thompson guarding him forced him into foul trouble a bunch during this one, and also fouled him out in overtime. So it's another three-point shooter that they did not have in the game for the last two minutes of the game. So this is a really good ending to a really bad game from Jalen Brown, but a very, very good ending. And I already talked about him saving the ball that Marcus Marr was purposely throwing away at least that's what it looked like because it was going nowhere near anybody Uh, but jalen brown saved it got it to tatum and the celtics ended up taking a bunch more time off the clock and winning so this is guys stepping up that's really all it boils down to Uh, overall the numbers in this one aren't very good it wasn't a very good offensive game defensively it really wasn't a very good game either The one thing that kept us in this game was the fact that we had 18 off rebounds, 18, like you're not going to lose. You shouldn't lose many games when, when that's the case. And you can also see like points in the paint. It shows that the Celtics had significant size advantage in this one with the points in the paint. We had 52 compared to their 30. And again, a lot of that comes off the fact that we had 18 offensive rebounds, right? When you're getting all those offensive rebounds, you're close to the rim. You put it back up. Robert Williams had, you know, I think, eight points strictly from offensive putbacks. So you see a lot of these guys coming in and stepping up. And was this win perfect? Absolutely not. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. The Celtics have struggled against the Warriors. People want to say that they're the Celtics kryptonite and they pulled out a win. People at halftime at the end of the third quarter, in the middle of the third quarter, were all up in arms saying the Celtics cannot beat them. These guys are lazy. They don't deserve it. And while they don't deserve it, might be true in this one because they really didn't. They stepped up and they made it happen. Uh, So got to love it. But I do want to talk about some of the negatives here. Hopefully, they can fix some of these issues rolling into our next game. Uh, Before we dive into some of the negatives, though, I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at hopewellhempfarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimmis with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Guys, it could not get easier. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN, and new customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so want to talk through some of the negatives here. Honestly, a lot of it starts on turnovers. Uh, I already talked about Jason Tatum having seven turnovers of, of his own. Uh, everybody turned the ball over in this one. Robert Williams had two. Marcus Smart, four. Jalen Brown, two. You know, these guys just threw the ball away constantly. And if you're going to do it, the Warriors are not the team to do it against because they've got way too many athletic guys and way too many guys that can hitch shots, And they hurt us tonight. Like we gave up 24 points off of our 17 turnovers in this one. And that is a huge, huge reason that the Celtics were getting smoked through most of this game. The Warriors shot themselves in the foot also. Like they also turned the ball over 16 times. We scored 17 off their 16, but at the end of the day, like there's still a huge issue that the Celtics are running up against in these turnovers. Now they've done a much better job this season in, you know, totality. Like you look at the numbers where one of the better teams as far as turnovers go, Uh, but these games still hurt, right? So this is a, this is an issue for a lot of, a lot of our losses stem from bad turnovers. I'm not like I'm not saying that the losses aren't because of other things. There are certainly games where we've had off night shooting. Um, the slicks are one of the best free throw shooting team. Today. At least I think they are the number one free throw shooting team in the NBA. And tonight was not a good game. Between all of the turnovers, between the horrible free throw percentage. Uh, the Celtics didn't deserve to be in this game. They didn't. And honestly, you look at the the three-point percentage, we ended the night 13 of 41, 31%. That's significantly better than where we were at halftime, at the end of the third. Like, it was bad. It was really bad through most of this game. We were under 30% for a large majority of this game. We were 8 of 30 after the third quarter, which was 26%. Like these guys just continued to chuck up a bunch of shots. And in a night where we took 108 shots total, 41 of them being from three, that number is not horrible. But when you're shooting 31%, that number is terrible. They need to get downhill more. And the fact of the matter is like, we've said that a lot this season, a real lot. They take a ton of threes, a ton of them. They are also one of the better you know, percentage shooting teams in the league. So at some point you got to chalk it up like, okay, they're winning because they're hitting threes, but they're also losing because they're taking a ton of them and not hitting them. All right? And tonight was one of those games where it, it really could have gone the other way. Like if Jalen Brown didn't hit that huge three after really struggling, like he was one of four from three tonight, and none of his shots really up until that point were falling, he hit a massive, massive shot. But at that point, he was zero of three. Like it very easily could have went the other way, and the Celtics do not go into overtime, and they lose once again to the Warriors. Uh, but again, I don't want to talk too much about the negatives. Like this game was really ugly. I'm not going to not gonna sugarcoat it. There were a lot of things that the Celtics could have done better. Marcus Smart shouldn't have turned the ball over late in the game. Jason Tatum shouldn't have turned the ball over seven times throughout this game. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown need to shoot better from the field. Jalen Brown is just coming back from an injury. This is his first game back. He was thrust immediately into 41 minutes against the team that the Celtics have really struggled with. That's a really tough spot to be put in. So I'm not going to criticize JB as much as Jason Tatum in this one because, frankly, Jason Tatum has had rest. Like, at this point, you just need to be better. You can't shoot 9 of 27. And I know that there's been talk about his wrist being hurt. Get it looked at. Because if it's really hurt, it's really bothering you. We can't continue having this be the case. We're winning all these games. We're building up a lead. See if there's a short-term fix or something that might require you taking a month off. Like at this point, we've built up a lead. We need health during the playoffs. That's it. At the end of the day, this is a meaningless regular season game. People criticize me for that, too. I don't really care. It's a regular season game. They all count. It's one game in an 82-game regular season. At the, like, at the end of 82 games, nobody is going to remember what game 44 looked like. They won't. All that's going to matter come into playoffs is health and how your guys are playing at that point in time. Game 43, whatever game this is, doesn't matter at all. So you got to get it looked at. You got to figure it out because at this point, you don't want nights like this to continue. We obviously just saw a 50-point performance from Jason Tatum. So who knows? Who knows what's going on with his wrist? If it's really an issue, it should have affected him in the 50-point night. I don't know. But you got to make sure that everybody is healthy come playoffs. Uh, and you probably want to keep Time Lords minutes down under 30. And obviously he was a 27 tonight. So they did do that. Uh, and we saw the Celtics just go small a lot. And that works against a team like the Warriors because they go small a lot. It's pretty much the only lineup they have. They put in Looney. Uh, but Looney, I mean, he didn't even start. He played 20 minutes in this one. All right. Not that much. that's I mean, it's a 53-minute game because of overtime. Played 20 minutes. So, I don't know. At this point, again, Celtics, they won. They are now on an eight-game win streak. We're still first in the Eastern Conference. And, frankly, they're rolling. This was uh, a good – I mean, it's a win against a good team regardless of their record. I don't care if people want to say the Warriors are a 500 team. I don't. I don't care. Anyone that underestimates the Warriors is is just frankly stupid, uh, because they're better than that. Everybody knows that they're better than that. They can compete with the best of them if they go out there and do it. And tonight, they competed, but the Celtics won. Now, right now. Uh, we've got Brooklyn currently playing against Phoenix. They're down 11 at this point in time. It is halfway through the second Celtics right now have a four and a half game lead over the box. The Nets five and a half Philly five back. Uh, so we've got a little bit of a lead. Philly is currently beating the crap out of Portland 40 to 19. My goodness. Uh, so it looks like they might, Go up, end up being tied with the Bucs in second, four and a half games back after today. Uh, obviously, pending them continuing to blow out Portland. Uh, but that's where we're going to wrap things up today. The Celtics have a stranglehold on the Eastern Conference, very, very good size lead. Hopefully, they can continue it. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?